Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what time it is. I, I want... I want everybody to just take a step back and think about the power we have given over to fantasy sports, especially fantasy football. (laughs) Now, full disclosure, I I write fantasy columns for The Athletic. Um, I, I play fantasy. I enjoy the game of fantasy, but never have I ever take a drink never have i ever believed that fantasy meant it was real never have i ever looked at someone's fantasy numbers and automatically said well because they get these fantasy numbers they're a good football player and yet somehow we have equated fantasy numbers and what people do in fantasy to being a good football player. And I just don't know how we got there. So let's rewind and look at what fantasy is. Fantasy is someone creating an arbitrary number to assign value to something that happens on the field. Wait a minute. Let me finish. Fantasy is someone assigning a random ass number to a statistic. And then from that random number that they give to that statistic, deciding whether or not people are good and or bad. So if I just said, hey, look, you know what? Every reception's worth a point. Or I said, hey, every every reception's worth three points. Does it really matter? So if I said every reception was, was worth a point, and so a receiver gets four receptions in the game, they have four points. If I said every reception was worth a point and a half, and a receiver gets four points, I mean four receptions, and now he has six points. Is that receiver better because they got six points than they did because they got four points? If you get four receptions in the game, that's great. But there are different types of four receptions. If you get four receptions in the game and you get 32 yards, uh, okay. According to fantasy, you're a decent fantasy player. You're a decent football player. You just collected anywhere between anywhere between seven and nine points, depending upon what league you're in. You, you just got seven to nine points. Well, that person's a consistent seven to nine point getter. They must be a good football player. Four receptions for 30 some odd yards? That doesn't make me want to pay you a lot of money. Four receptions for 30-something yards is I can find any NFL wide receiver to be able to do that. Any. 
I can pull a guy off the practice squad that should be able to get me four receptions for 30-something yards. But that, but according to fantasy, you're a valuable player, especially in a deep league, especially in a keeper league. Like, when we talk about the, the craziness of what fantasy has become, I wonder why it's given so much weight. And here's what I've come up with. Because the, the casual fan doesn't necessarily understand the game at a level to know that there's a difference between four receptions and 32 yards and four receptions and 79 yards because they don't understand that difference at a level that the game is played at. They only understand it at the numbers. Well, 79 yards means I got 7.9 points in fantasy. With the four catches, that means it's 11 point, you know, nine or 13.9, so they're better. Not necessarily. Understanding that the yards, the ability for that receiver to catch the ball and make something happen after the play, that's where the money is. The the idea that one 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 wide receiver may be getting thrown to by let's say uh Jared Goff or uh right now any any rookie. Any rookie. Um while another one is getting thrown to by Peyton Manning or by uh Drew Brees or by I know I'm naming um people who are retired, but I was thinking of people who throw the ball a lot. And so like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers, their stats are going to be inflated because they play with a better quarterback. Those ones that don't, when they're able to get those yards, it's going to be inconsistent. So that allows us to say that running backs are not as valuable because when you put their statistics up versus the replacement, we don't see the difference. People really don't understand that Ezekiel Elliott is light years ahead of, of Pollard because Pollard is able to get rushing yards. Because Pollard is a valuable member of a football team. Pollard's good. But, but the things that Ezekiel brings, Pollard doesn't bring. Ezekiel brings an eight-man box. Ezekiel means that when we pass or when we go play action, you got more eyes in the backfield. Ezekiel means that when we pass and you try to bring somebody in for a blitzer, he's stoning them. Because that's what Ezekiel Elliott brings to the table that does not get quantified on fantasy. You don't get more points because you're facing eight-man boxes and nine-man boxes. So, when you see a guy like Derrick Henry facing these eight-man boxes and nine-man boxes and still getting yard after yard after yard, I'm sorry, it's more impressive than Austin Eckler's 40-something yards rushing and 40-something yards receiving that may give him double digits when you add in a touchdown, which someone has said is worth six points in fantasy. So much, by the way, 
that any that any defense is rendered essentially meaningless. I don't even know why they still put defenses in fantasy. I know that there are some places where they probably don't. We have made it, we have made it so that so that people are punished for being good. Because the good wide receiver, the number one wide receiver, the legitimate number one wide receiver, not the guy who just gets the most of the stats, but the legitimate number one wide receiver on an offense is going to draw multiple people in coverage. And if he's drawing multiple people in coverage, shouldn't that be weighed heavier than the person that just gets to go one-on-one? Shouldn't the guy who averages more yards per catch get a heavier weight than the guy who averages double and triple the amount of catches? I remember back when Wes Walker was catching 100 and 100 billion balls a game, I mean a year, and Randy Moss wasn't catching nearly as many balls, but whose yardage was 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 was, was long and touchdowns were long. We don't give that any credence. If I go out and I have an eight catch, an eight catch, 80 yard game, I actually get more points than someone who had a four catch, 80 yard game. And that's the ridiculousness of fantasy. It doesn't bring into effect, into effect, excuse me, effect. It doesn't bring into effect the various pressure put on by said defense. If I'm a quarterback, if I'm a quarterback and I'm throwing for 300 yards on 30 attempts, versus a quarterback that's throwing for 300 yards on 52 attempts, shouldn't my 300 yards have more weight to them? Shouldn't my 300 yards be more impressive? Because it is. Because it is. And yet we don't pay any attention to that because the statistics don't bear it out. There's no way of quantifying it. And that's what we need when we're not intimately involved in the game. When I look at when I look at days where Lamar Jackson throws for a lot of yards, it's impressive. You know why? Because they don't allow Lamar Jackson to throw that much. Lamar Jackson's in a run first offense. Lamar Jackson is a leading rusher in that run-first offense. So when he throws for 270-some-odd yards, that's really impressive. When Josh Allen throws for 330 yards on 53 attempts in a pass-first offense, it's not as impressive. I'm sorry. It's not as impressive when Matt Jones throws the ball over 50 times and doesn't even get 300 yards. It's not impressive to me. And it's not impressive to a lot of legitimate football people because we know the value of each single play 
and that is not efficient. That is not efficient. That's not effective. That's not that's not long-term effective. Throwing it 50 something times and coming up with 300 yards. When you're throwing the ball 50 plus times, nobody's breaking anything. Nobody's taking off. It's a bunch of four and five yard passes. Is that what you is that what your offense is? Well, no wonder why when they sit on those short routes and you're not able to get it over the top. No wonder you lose. No wonder when the teams who have a better chance to game plan against you figure out what you're doing, you're going to struggle. Why? There's no dynamics in that offense. Because that quarterback may not have any dynamics in him. That running back may not have any dynamics in him. But according to the stats, those guys are number one. The, the one year, by the way, the one year that Christian McCaffrey ran for a thousand and caught for a thousand, they fed that that dude the ball so many times that his body broke down the next year. They fed him the ball so many times that his body broke down. I should be more impressed by that than I am by an Alvin Kamara who does not get fed the ball as much as that. And I think Christian McCaffrey is great. He was my number one pick in fantasy. Get well soon, Christian McCaffrey, please. But that doesn't change the fact that there are some performances by him that are more impressive than others. And everybody knows it if you know football. So keep fantasy in the perspective that it should be and it's fun to play. I enjoy it. It's an opportunity to compete and talk a little noise to someone else. Don't try to turn it into the real game because it falls short. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me. We do this a few times a week. Rate the show. Comment, agree, disagree. But whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Peace. Thank you.